The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. But when you give, truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to us to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Our loving Lord, we gather tonight in the darkness of this cool day to gather with other fellow believers uh, who are fragile creatures made by your hand from the dust of the earth that you have made us. And we pray, Lord, that we will truly come to honor you, love you with all that we are in this Lenten season as we begin the journey into the wilderness with our Lord. We ask that we would continually try to draw closer to you and give more and more of whom we are to giving you the glory in this world that is so conflicted and tempting and needing of love and grace. Use us, Lord, as messengers of the gospel that Christ has come to set us free and to bring us home at last. In your name we ask it. Amen. I once read a fascinating article entitled, Ashes to Ashes, but first, a nice pine box. The author, Jeffrey Paler, is a 54-year-old thoracic surgeon treating his now stage 4 cancer for 11 years. Sensing the end is near, he tells his wife, I'm going to build my own coffin. 
I just thought you should know. His wife was upset, furious, disapproving, felt it morose, but had to yield to his determination. They had tried everything, and yet Jeffrey had learned the advantage of his illness, more precious quality time with family and friends. Now many thought he was giving up on his life, but his motivation was the exact opposite, he explains. Creating something of beauty and purpose would be both a celebration of life and an acceptance of my death. He located a talented artist in woodworking named Peter, who accepted the coffin challenge. The woodworker also understood Jeffrey planned finally to be cremated in it. Now, young Peter, with tattoos and earring and free spirit, was the flip side to the doctor's proper fussiness. But they shared the common goal of creating something emotionally meaningful. The men hadn't foreseen how the building of this box would bring them together. They found pine boards from a local factory filled with dirt, oil, and splinters, Jeffrey confessed. I was skeptical of resurrection. But when the boards were were rotated and planed, each one revealed a new beauty emerging from its own distinctive grain and knots and scents. The men grew closer in friendship as they prepared the wood and discussed what they hoped to do and whatever time remained of their lives, how they would spend it. They confessed what they regretted in their past. Jeffrey, as his coffin began to take shape, shared his honest fears of death and leaving his family alone. As weeks passed, they would stop working and talk quietly, and sometimes adding hugs and tears. Eventually, they realized the marvelous quality of the pine box was a symbol of their mutual respect. They had built not only a fine coffin, but a very fine friendship. They knew neither could last, which was why they celebrated them so. So much of this article seemed to me like the work of Lent. Work for all of us, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We come together on this holy day to mark our brows with the ashes of death and to forge a fine friendship with our own eventual death in Christ. Today on our brows we mark the ashes of death, and in so doing we retrace the wet mark of our baptismal cross when we were buried with Christ so that we might also live with him in Easter joy. Today we openly and humbly admit to ourselves and each other we are dust and to dust we shall return. Each week, we know of neighbors or co-workers who lose a college-aged child in a car crash, or a relative who has a stroke and is suddenly gone, or like Jeffrey, who faced a serious diagnosis to heart or brain, forcing us to face the constant truth that our days are numbered. 
all of us. And when we start to examine our past and our fears, what we truly cling to for hope and comfort, is it money, fame, success? It's all artificial. Today's worship, the scripture, the creeds, the music, and communion are meant to surround us with the divine truth that in our dying, we truly live. And that day in and day out, what truly matters is staying connected to our Lord Jesus Christ, growing more fully his. In some ways, we build a pine box together with our artistic, free-spirited creator God during this Lenten season in the wilderness. Coming to peace, hopefully, of knowing that when we jump finally off life's edge, like a tiny child would, we can fully trust our Heavenly Father will catch us, catch us in his loving arms, and carry us safely home. Home to a most amazing and eternal relationship with him and all of our loved ones that will never again end. So the act of marking our brows with ashen crosses so publicly and visibly to the world should also be a sign of something profound. This bold mark should declare to the world where we find life, direction, and hope in the sacrificial power of the cross. As Pastor Liz Goodman warns us, People will expect something of us when they notice our foreheads. They will and should know this symbol sets expectations of how we will live our lives every day, dying to self and rising to be new creations, children of God. In other words, Ash Wednesday tells us, Christians, rise and act your creed. Being a Christian is impossibly difficult except by grace. Following Jesus is impossible except by grace. The paradox of our faith is that we attempt to live most fully by going to the cross with Christ. And Goodman adds, On no other day in our Christian year will our folly in the faith be more apparent to the world than when we each wear the ashen cross. By it, we are condemned. For it, we rise. Perhaps Dr. Jeffrey's undertaking graphically illustrates all our work during the season of Lent as he writes this. The project has smoothed the rough edges of my thoughts. It's, it's pretty much impossible to feel anger at someone for driving too slowly in front of you in traffic when you've just come from sanding your own coffin. Coveting material objects, holding on to grudges, failing to pause and see the grace in strangers all seem equally foolish. 
While the coffin is indeed a reminder of what awaits us all, its true message is to live every moment to its full potential. The same message comes from Matthew's Gospel. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The culmination of this season of reflection, remember, is the celebration that death has lost its sting. Death has no power over us, for our Lord is victorious on Easter morning. But in the meantime, we work so that all may know this new life here and now. Christians rise and act our creed. Or as Jeffrey concludes this article, so the box now sits ready for its final task. I find comfort in knowing where my body will lie. And just above it, embossed on the underside of the coffin's lid, in front of my sightless eyes, my favorite line of poetry. I have loved the stars too much, too fondly to be fearful of the night. Amen.